0: entered free range american podcast presented by blackriflecoffee.com rogan aka dc drano welcome to free range american once again uh i'm i'm drinking fucking water you're drinking beer i, 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 drinking I stopped Guinness. drinking it's irish water yeah it's irish water i stopped drinking a few months ago so i'm like off the not because i had some uh, problem, I actually I was having these weird liver enzyme fluctuations. My yeah. doctor was like, oh, you have liver cancer. And yeah. so for about three weeks, I thought that I had liver cancer, give or take. And then, he's, and then he's like, oh, no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. It's just some blood work issues. So I stopped drinking <laughs> and I've just like stopped. I was like, you yeah, know that's what? That's reason. all right. Yeah. I, I've spent a little bit of time around those Iraqi burn pits.
1: So <sighs> I'm
0: always like super super weird about random fucking cancers that have affected these guys. Yeah. 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 So I get my blood work done like every two months because, uh, you know, I've I've got these fucking rad kids and I've got this great business and I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to be around for a while. So I don't, I don't
1: blame you. I, uh, I've never done anything as noble as what you did and subjected myself to that type of stuff. But, I am a pretty fair uh, poster child for skin cancer, yeah. so I get checked. Any any freckle that's out of place, I'm like, was that there? <laughs> I Need an appointment. <laughs>
0: I was I was texting my wife pictures of these moles on my back. Like, she's like, dude, you need to you need to chill the fuck out. I'm like, you know, my kids are three and six. They're awesome, and yeah, I've lived my life up to this point fairly. Um, send it, you know, philosophy, just like who gives a fuck? Let's do this. Free range. Uh, yeah, free range. And I still do kind of, right? Where I'm like, I still have like I have these fucking wonderful kids that I'm absolutely infatuated with like these great times and looking at what they're doing in the future. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. So anyway, enough about my my crazy
1: That's awesome though. You're literally, literally living the American dream. You went out and fought to you know keep us free and now you're tapping into that freedom and and setting an example for a lot of other guys and i know uh from speaking with so many veterans that you know the whole black rifle coffee gang is such an inspiration of what you can do after the service and you know how good these guys are and so it's you guys have really changed a lot for the better
0: I, You know what? I'll take that as a compliment, and I, I'll also add to that. Is I, I try to tell people that we're a template for success because if a bunch of fucking knuckle-draggers gra- knuckle can make something like this happen, literally, most people are smarter, so think of what they could do. Like, holy shit, if we can do it, you know? Uh, so I just hope it gives people a little bit of hope where they're like, man, these guys... Are really kind of uh, they're kind of meatheads. So shit, if we're if they can do it, then I can do it, right? But
1: it's uh, the expression is you know, uh, A plus students end up working for C students. (laughs) Um, Not that you guys are C students, but you know, myself kind of embarking on my first entrepreneurial pursuit. um, I think the biggest differentiator between people like you and on a much smaller scale, people like me is. Uh, the appetite for risk and uncertainty, and Ooh. being able to have the balls to go out into the unknown without a paycheck, and have the confidence in yourself to address the issues as they come and adapt and you know figure it out.
0: I I love that about your story because you know I'll I'll see you post about it. Uh, I've only a couple. It's not like you're posting about it a lot, but you left your life in a less free state <laughs> and kind of so you you got to tell us your story man because it's actually it's super cool and i i i i love hearing it i'd love to hear from you
1: yeah so i'm a lawyer by trade um i went to college in boston i went to law school in chicago and i graduated right after the recession so i was Lucky just looking you. for any job that would have me And I had a lot of student loans, and the best job I got was in Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, at the time, it wasn't as crazy. It was still, you know, California. And it was 2011. And I ended up making my way into the entertainment sector. And I was working on movies, uh, specifically film finance. I, I was a transactional lawyer, so I did deals. Right. And people that wanted to invest in movies, I helped them invest and uh you know i did some tv some talent some music but i mostly focused on movies and um you know after trump won california went to hell i mean they just lost their right. minds and became you know if trump said go right they go left up yeah. down air is good they're gonna you know suffocate themselves i mean right. just crazy talk and you know 13 percent tax and you know hearing joe rogan talk about how he's leaving california it's too crowded and the taxes and the and the lockdowns i'm like i was on that wavelength a few years ago i was like this is not going in the right direction and you're almost punished for working hard and making something of yourself right um and if you're you know straight white male that's a citizen of the united states of america you are treated like scum out there absolute scum you're a second class citizen illegal immigrants are absolutely treated better than citizens. Uh, so I was just like, what's, what's the point, you know? Um, and I visited Florida once for a wedding, uh, buddy's wedding, Tampa, St. Pete area, and fell in love with it after one weekend. I told my buddy, I was like, yo, I think I'm moving here. And at the time I had like 80,000 followers on Instagram. Right. And which you cannot make a living off 80,000 followers. I don't care who you are. No. Um, But if you can get 80,000 followers in a kind of short amount of time, there's that, huh, what if I jumped full board in? Right. Um, And at the time, you know, it wasn't even about the career. It was about trying to help save America. You know, President Trump got elected. the, The news hated him. Wall Street, academia, Silicon Valley. He had no support right except people on social media and i just really loved memes and started posting them and um, you know decided to to make that leap and and just do this full time and do whatever i could to help save this country you know domestically and right through kind of educating people about how the constitution is supposed to work not what they're saying you know hate speech is not a thing right it's it's not it, it, the supreme court ruled 9-0 hate speech is free speech right so why are we still trying so it's it's kind of just reinforcing constitutional norms so that what you guys did overseas is protected here at
0: home well it's so interesting to me man because i have these conversations with people and i'm i, I try I, I really do try to pull myself out of my my echo chamber Right, i i, I do i, I want to be challenged i want to be challenged i want to a spirited Socratic method in the sense of, hey, I I really do appreciate the the best idea, right? In practicality, not just in, you know, pontificated fucking theory. I I, want to know what people think. And this free speech thing and where people are landing with cancel culture, which I think would probably be more accurately defined as cancer culture, because this 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 thing is not free speech is free speech and if if you don't like what somebody says that doesn't give you the right to fucking press no more or uh, you can turn around and not listen, or you can debate it, or you can do a wide variety of things, but we don't get to pick and choose. This isn't the the buffet of rights, so to speak, right? I get to, I get to take all the dessert and I get to just kind of leave my, my, my vegetables. It's like, no, man, that's not the way America works. And you being a lawyer, I, I, I really want to hear your perspective on free speech in America and where, where is it? Like what's the temperature of this thing right now, man, because it really seems like it's fucking under full fledged attack to me.
1: A hundred percent. And right now what I'm seeing is you've got the EU, Mm -hmm. right? And they're very highly censored and you have a far more censored communist China, Right, and the companies, the big tech companies that we all use here, are used over there. Right, and they they adapt their services to address these censorship needs. What I see is those norms and those systems are bleeding into America, mm. and the powers that be, um, you know, in in these systems, also want uh, America to be censored. You know, right. there, there's commonality uh, amongst. Uh, you know, global powers about what they want. They want uh, free and, you know, unlimited immigration. They want uh, very high taxes. They want censorship. They don't want anyone to have guns. We are the Alamo for freedom across the world. We always have been. It's ever more so now. And Trump, you know, the reason why they hate him so much is because he's he's our leader. He's the leader of this. It's a revolution. And it is happening globally. Uh, but, you know, without us, it, it, it won't it won't make it all the way through. So it's it's part of a bigger battle. Um, I, I say to people all the time, if we had a truly fair social media where the only things that were censored are things that are not constitutionally protected, like death threats, right. you know, uh, fa- false alarms of some type of emergency, you know, right. you have a fire in a crowded theater, um, any type of super targeted harassment barring all of that everything else should be should be free and clear and they are stifling ideas that they know defeat theirs mm-hmm. and they call it hate speech they call it sexist xenophobic all the right. words that don't even mean anything at this point um but now it's getting really dangerous because as we're seeing with all this covid stuff you know we're looking for a vaccine we're looking for a cure we're looking for you know, there's a drug out there and I don't want to talk about it specifically so that this doesn't get flagged on any social media, but I was with a bunch of very, very well-respected doctors that went to Ivy League medical schools, UCLA, and they were all in Washington, D.C. last week. I was with them, myself and a few others. And, you know, they say mainstream media won't get our message out. Maybe you guys can help. And their testimony on the steps of the Supreme Court went viral and they talked about a drug Again, I won't talk about it specifically. That has been uh, FDA approved for decades, yeah, and uh, prescribed. And they have all talked about how studies have shown it is effective in treating COVID. Um, and all those videos were taken down within eight hours. And one of them had 18 million views in eight hours before they took it down. And in an uncertain environment, uh, in terms of science and medicine, shouldn't we have open debate? Why are we censoring what credible, highly respected doctors are saying just because it disagrees with A, the mainstream media, or B, worse, global organizations like the WHO that are effectively controlled by China? And to make it worse, we have severed ties with them as a country. President Trump said, we're not funding the WHO. They lied to us many times. We know they're working for China. They can't even say the word Taiwan. Yeah. are in so deep. So why are our social media companies listening to an organization that the United States has effectively cut diplomatic relations with? It's Mm. crazy. It's a very uh, disheartening time. I think a lot of it has to do with the election. Yeah. But it's it's pretty scary.
0: Yeah. You know, there's so many different things that you talked about there, which... You know, I like to, to try to put things into a strategic perspective for a lot of people. China's not our friend. Russia is not our friend. Like, these aren't friendly states, the United States. Just because we have diplomatic relationships with the country, has no bearing on whether or not we're actively participating in uh, intel collection. And then in a combination of ways, we could be in covert war. We were in a Cold War with... I mean, people forget about the Cold War with Russia... And how long were we in, in, in engaged, actively engaged with the Russians? From 1945 until the fall of the Soviet Union. We were considered enemies with the Soviet Union. And people like to think that we don't have any of these challenges when it's, when it's so blatantly obvious to me, and obviously I think a combination of other people for you because you pointed those things out. We have international, Chinese, or foreign-backed companies. We have domestic companies that could be owned by international corporations. They have a very specific agenda. They don't benefit from having open source information because a lot of this information goes directly contrary to their long-term plan, right? So, of course, they're going to try to press the mute, mute button on us. I guess when I look at these things, I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, where do we begin? Right. So, you know, where do we begin to to not only get more more of the information out, because a great example of that was when we were talking about the you're talking about the testimony of the doctors. And one of the doctors, she was from Cameroon, right? The one that re- really went viral. And then the next piece of information that you heard about her after the videos were taken down was that she believed that witches spread um, I forget uh, curses through the uh through birth and a few of these other things like you you started hearing this person is crazy, and I'm thinking. Okay, so she's just she's just got a standard kind of PR hit job done against her because yeah, it was a character you have assassination. To, you have to go after her character. You have to assassinate her publicly because anybody that saw it now they're going to go, "Oh fuck!" She didn't know what she was talking about. She's a crazy person.
1: Yeah, um, you know, yeah, and you notice how in all the things they talk about, they don't dispel any of the actual medicine assertions she's making, which were corroborated by the other 20 plus doctors who all said the same thing, who are all citing the same studies. Uh, So her name is Dr. Stella Emanuel. I Mm -hmm. love her. Uh, She was arguing with someone and she goes, here, hold my coat. She takes off her white coat and gives it to me to hold while I'm filming her. She's yelling at some guy that was yelling Black Lives Matter and how these doctors bunch of coos. She's like, I'm black. Why why are you as a white guy? What are you telling me? to do. And, you know, in in the whole movement, right? Oh, Black Lives Matter, Black Voices Matter. Great. We have a female Black doctor at the top of her field, Texas doctor, by the way, daughter Lucky Houston, um, who immigrated from a third world country and is now a, a esteemed American doctor. And she has sincerely held Religious beliefs, right? You know, you can take some, pick and choose some of the things out of isolation. But uh, in Christianity, we believe in the devil, and we believe in God and heaven and hell and and demons. Like we we do believe. If you believe the Bible, that stuff is real. So you know, I'm not saying I agree with things she said. I have not combed through because I largely think it's irrelevant what her religious yeah. beliefs are, are her religious beliefs. But what medicine what 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 studies she's citing? What other doctors are citing? That's what I want to focus on because character assassinations. That we all know that's a distraction. We right. have people suffering and dying from this disease that can possibly be treated with a medication, and um, you know, to 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 just block it and then
0: attack her. Very strange to me. Very strange. So, I, my my question is: is where? Where where do you think this is coming from, right? So, the direct muting and manipulation of information, and then why, right? So I have my theories, but
1: I, I'm curious what your theory is because I, I have a theory as well.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I think it's a combination of 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 things, and obviously, like I'm so probably so far fucking wrong, but there's probably a fraction of this that's right, but they want Trump out so badly. And when I say they, you've got a combination of entities that really, really want this guy out. And when we really look at it and, hey, I apologize, RNC, I'm going to come after you just as hard as the DNC. But at the end of the day, you guys have strings. When I say you guys, RNC and the DNC, they've got strings attached to them. And those are corporate strings that honestly, between PACs and super PACs, Let's trace the money. I don't exactly know, but you don't get money for free. That's not the way this works. That's not the way the whole system works. That's the way the system has never worked, actually. So then you have the media outlets for the RNC and the DNC, and you've got portions of the RNC that want this fucking dude out so bad. They want Trump out so badly. You You have the, what is it, the Lincoln Group or whatever now, all these former Bush administration guys they're coming out against trump you've got the dnc that they'll they would prefer just to have an incompetent uh sociopathic boob in office than trump because their entire platform is just vote against him that's that's like they're they're just saying vote against him we're just going to put anybody that doesn't you know ruffle the feathers and so when i think about this i'm thinking the people that have the most to lose about maintaining an administration are the people that lost power. So you have, uh, you know, the Clinton, Obama, uh, the democratic dynasties that are essentially hinged because they're manipulated by the same corporate interests. So they're they're losing power and they're losing power day by day by day. The impeachment didn't work. They tried, it didn't work because that's what they were kind of going chips in on. So now they have to manifest a combination of other things, and I don't think it's just the DNC, RNC. I think it's the masters above, right? It's one level above, and uh, I, I I think you're right. I think that Trump came in without with limited to zero friends. I think that. Uh, he didn't take a lot of money. I, did, I don't think he took in a lot of corporate money. I think a lot of this was individual donors that were directly contributing to the campaign. I think he was more successful at that than guys like Bernie, which you know the media loves to tout as the guy that you know, raises by $10 at a time or whatever the fuck you know, flowery pros they want to you know, throw out for that socialist idiot. And I think these guys want him out so badly, that they're willing to uh, impeach on false information. They're willing to uh, manifest a, a, a completely false narrative between races because we have to divide in order to conquer. And they're they're going to continue to perpetuate a false narrative over over a pandemic that shuts down the economy because if you don't have a good economy and you have scandal in your presidency, and you've got a combination of other things that the chances of this person getting elected again, go down so fucking bad. And the, the other thing that I look at is I look at polls, right? So he's down 12 points, we'll say on an average across the board. Right. But what was he or, down? 10 points with Hillary. Right. So he's, I, I, he's it might've been 15 it was, at you know, one point. Right. So you've got polling data and I'm like, Man, even for a guy to have been in this position, to have taken this much shit for three years, this is, when I say this, this is the worst administration in modern American history when it comes to Everything has been thrown at this fucking guy. Everything has been thrown at the administration. They had to go after Flynn because why? Flynn knows where all the bodies are buried, right? He knows where all the bodies are buried. They had to discredit him. They had to try to put him in jail. They had to to come in and roll up everybody. So there's a reason, and trust me when I say this, like I wish Trump would calm down on Twitter like I really wish, and I, I know that's a common theme, but I really like what he's done. I I love the actions. Go after China. I want to eviscerate that fucking country. I want it to economically eviscerate them. And then I want to go after all the other heads of state and their dynasties that have led America into being essentially manufacturing incompetent because they are they are the ones that fucking let us down this shit, the shithole of having 90 plus percent of our drugs manufactured overseas and we have no manufacturing capability and all these free trade agreements that have been fucking cut for these corporate entities and this is their fucking mess. So anyway, now that I've said my piece, I, I No,
1: guess. I mean that's I would have to agree with at least ninety-five percent of that. <laughs> um and I think most Trump supporters believe those exact things as well. Um you know Trump is so it it, it, it's big picture the elites versus the regular people yeah and the elites are mad that the regular people have put in a guy that tells them what to do right um and the elites it's an alliance it's across you know you got your your cnn's your msnbc's you got all of academia uh harvard uh, a, a poll came out recently showed Harvard only 1% of professors identify as conservative at Harvard. 100%. Yeah, of course. Is that diversity? Yeah. It's diversity. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, obviously social media, a lot of foreign interests. I mean, if you think it's a coincidence that Trump renegotiates this China trade deal and then COVID happens. Right. Right after the ink. Right the ink after. wasn't even dry on the paper. And then COVID happens. Uh, and there was still another phase two coming down the pipe. Like, come on. And if you think we have... Uh, cracking Guinness number two here. Please. If you think we have impeachment, immediately followed by Iran, immediately followed by uh, COVID. Right. Immediately followed by lockdowns, recession, race riots—all in six months. Yeah, we we had like once a decade, you know, cataclysmic events all in six months. Right. They are full and right before the election.
0: Yeah, right now before we got the election, mail-in voting. Yeah,
1: coming down. The, I mean they are launching every possible weapon they have against this guy you know and then you got uh, creepy joe biden sniffing kids touching women sexually assaulting them the moms of the victim call into larry king to talk about how joe biden sexually assaulted her daughter and they're like well right. you know and then the media is like wow well, you know we don't believe those types of women Right. Or, you know, oh, oh, black lives matter. And then, you know, you got guys like David Dorn, retired police captain, yeah. killed, stopping looters, dying in the street. Well, not that, not those lives. Right. Black lives only matter when they're killed by white cops. Let's be real. Um, so people like Trump actually truly care about saving black lives. We had the lowest black unemployment. Ever. And then we had two terms of a black president where things in Chicago got worse. And you got people like Kanye saying, you know, Obama was like opioids. He made you feel good, but in the end, he's just destroying you. Right. So, and now we got the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life: defund the police. Right. And we're seeing instant (laughs) results of why that's a horrible idea. It's horrible. Like, what do they think? Oh, less police. Now the criminals will just chill out. Like, no, no. So and and it's all the chaos, all the bloodshed. It's all in Democrat controlled cities, places where Republicans haven't held power in 50 to 100 years. Chicago, Minneapolis. But I have a lot to be hopeful about. Not only do I think we're going to win in November. But I think it's going to be a landslide. Wow. Um, and I don't talk about that a lot publicly, especially on my account, because there's real, there's no real incentive
0: yeah.
1: for people to go out and vote if they think it's yeah. in the bag. So that's kind of like a sneak preview for right. free-range America. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a landslide. And we saw it happen in the U.K. They just had uh, an election this year. A conservative was elected prime minister. And the Labor Party, their Bernie Sanders bro's right. equivalent, has the worst, got the worst losses in a hundred years almost. Wow. It's like the 1930s. And if you remember, in 2016, leading up to the Trump election, they did Brexit. Yeah.
0: yeah and yeah. they
1: finally got Brexit through this, you know, recently, a few oh, months right. ago. Um, so they kind of are a canary in the coal mine politically. Brexit trump historic losses for bernie bros you do the math right um so i'm 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 optimistic about that and on the free speech we were talking about that you know trump passed uh trump signed this executive order free speech on social media uh, it was a shot across the bow but it right. wasn't a shot into the bow right but within that executive order was the roadmap of how he expects to fix it, which is federal legislation and state legislation that will give people the right to sue these social media companies for censorship, bans, deplatforming, et cetera, which right now you pretty much can't do.
0: Yeah, which which leads me to a question, which is I have mixed I have mixed feelings on this, which is there's a there's a part of me it says the american pay, the american people paid for the the highway which is the internet we we it was invented by the dod it's you know it was bought and paid for essentially by the united states taxpayer uh, at this point uh i think a lot of these social media entities they're they're almost public services and they're in some ways they're you you could consider them uh, publicly subsidized by the United States taxpayer by a combination of narratives. And then I have the other side of me, which is, you know, they're also public or private, privately held companies. So you can either choose to do their rules or not. So what's what's your take on it, man?
1: You know, and that's why this has that exact perspective is why this has kind of boiled over to the point where now Twitter and Facebook are literally removing messages posted by the president of the United States. Right. Uh I said probably 2 or 3 days ago on a tweet big tech is now more powerful than the president of the United States when it comes to the dissemination of information. Right. And that's a very scary thing. He's obviously yeah. got the nuclear button, he's got the military, he's got a lot of power, but when it comes to communication on social media, big tech is more powerful. That's not how it should be. Um, Now, I will say, I absolutely respect the position of less government intervention, the better, right? You're a business owner. Last thing you want to deal with is more regulations, more taxes. Um, But here's the thing. A, government is already very heavily involved in a lot of businesses. You know this. You have a minimum salary to pay benefits you know payroll taxes uh working conditions overtime rules harassment right. policies you can go down the list right so why wouldn't we put what i would analogize to like a heart stent and it's so specific but it opens the valve it just right. keeps the valve open so that's Beach can flow freely. We're not right. going in there and saying you need to say this or that you need to favor X over Y. We're right. saying open the highway so that all cars can travel down it and have a fair and equal chance.
0: Right.
1: Not to mention that thing we're trying to protect is the First Amendment. Right. So in a world where we are seeing very clear bias, there's, there's even the most hardcore leftists would agree that big yeah. tech is on their side, that right. there is a clear bias. Right. Why would we not, uh, you know, it's, it's the equivalent of, you know, restaurants in the 60s or whatever, throwing people out, which, uh, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, was actually Democrat-controlled areas and it was, right. it was you know, Southern Democrats. Right. Uh, and now the modern-day Democrat is throwing them off, social media for things they don't like. Uh, They used to judge you on the color of your skin. Now they judge you on the color of your politics. So I think that we need a very base level of protection of our constitutional right to free speech on social media. If we do not have that, this country will fall. Because social media is our last hope to spread a message. That is why they're censoring us. We have literally no other way of mass communication except AM radio. Right. And I guess, yeah. you know, carrier pigeons. But mm. um, but that's it. We, we don't have any other... There is right. not even pro sports. Oh, maybe we can tell some people good messages at NASCAR or Major League right. Baseball. or I mean, those have been... They're falling. They're getting overtaken by the social justice uh, hysteria. So if we don't have social media, like I would love to stick by principles of as least government as possible. But like, uh, if, if we don't have the ability, it was JFK. He said, if peaceful revolution is impossible, violent revolution is inevitable.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting way to looking at it. I mean, you know, following this and obviously using platforms for, you know, marketing and media, you know, for a combination of resources that we do, you know, we've always had to really be careful. Really be careful with Facebook and Instagram, you know, because we're 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 pretty hardcore pro America, right? And love it. We're the the problem is is and we've talked to our Facebook reps about this, we've talked to our Instagram reps about this, and they're one and the same. Um or whatever platform, is that if we get too, when we say pro-America, we lose our platform, right? And we we have to communicate with our customer, right? It's it's one of those things where, you know, we have to communicate with our customers. So if I have a gun on, you know, our Instagram page, and that's one of the reasons why we do the content the way that we do it, because we tr- we try to provide more entertaining value with this, because then it's perceived as you know less aggressive or whatever, and we're like, well, we we you can you get the fact that it's black rifle coffee, and you see us playing you know steel for the Fourth of July with you know suppressed uh, you know subsonic suppressed fucking nine mils. You know where we stand on the two A right? You everybody should know where the fuck we stand. There should be zero questions. So we're trying to exemplify that information through video and we've been pretty good and we've met a few people that are on our side in facebook they're like hey don't worry i got your back if anything comes down like i'll give you a call and they'll, they'll pull you aside and be like hey listen i'm a pro gun person too so don't tell anybody <laughs> but listen listen when i say it don't tell anybody but it's 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 pretty insane to me when i when i really kind of get take more of my emotion out of it and try to be as objective as I can to the amount of information manipulation that goes on on uh, an hourly basis. If we looked at all the platforms and we looked at kind of how they're shifting the narrative and how this, you know, you can be as Antifa, pro-Antifa as you want and the chances of you getting fucking banned are slim to zero, right? You... You can you can be the economist like today they post they posted some bullshit story about how anybody that wears a fucking Hawaiian shirt and that has a concealed carry permit now is some kind of white supremacist because that's evidently the the new narrative for the media to catch. I don't know if you've heard this one, but these media outlets are posting stuff about anybody that wears a Hawaiian shirt and they carries a gun now is basically a white supremacist. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, this you guys have like completely fallen off the register and your information war that you're going after now is like anybody and everybody that even we're we're next when i say that it's like the pro 2a community if we think that we've 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 been under attack stand by because we lose this election and this is going to be a really rough ride for us for the next four years, right? And it's then it's gloves are off. Gloves are off. All censorship is on. Let's fucking get it on and let's completely mute the entire conservative voice. That's what I think will happen.
1: A hundred percent. The Hawaiian shirt gun, isn't that like, like the Matt Best special? Like, isn't that his like signature?
0: It, not really. <laughs> well, it's funny because this started in the tactical world is just something that was funny like yeah, yeah I've never even heard like I don't get where they're getting that from I don't i I feel
1: like you know I'm able to see kind of where the the real crazies are on the right because right. yeah, yeah they hate me too for a <laughs> lot of reasons I won't get into but they don't like me I literally have anti-white supremacy in my Instagram bio just as a very clear delineation that Right. I ain't a part of that crew. Right. And they don't like me, so I don't really have to worry about appeasing them. But I, I just haven't seen, you know, uh in the Internet wins, Hawaiian shirt oh. gun. I don't know where they're they're pulling this out of their ass.
0: They're pulling it out of their ass. It's Vox did a story on it a few weeks ago and uh, and then a few other outlets picked it up, and they're talking about these guys are boogaloo guys, and they're always talking about the revolution in the boogaloo, the electric boogaloo. You remember that fucking movie? Is Breakdancing Too the Electric Boogaloo? And I'm like, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are talking about. I don't. I have no idea. Actually, I, I have no idea how many guys are out there talking about the boogaloo necessarily. But I'm like, I mean, are these they, guys are, they are talking just about posting the bullshit.
1: That- we just saw in Seattle where they right. had an autonomous zone. And yeah, people were getting freaking killed.
0: Yeah, and or they, they
1: wouldn't allow cops in. Does that count as a boogaloo? Yeah.
0: I'm pretty I, sure it doesn't, I guess, because it's Antifa, right? It doesn't.
1: What yeah. about burning cities down in, you know, poor black neighborhoods, Detroit whatever, and then you got Hollywood celebrities bailing the people out that are burning them down? That sounds like a boogaloo to me. Uh, I, you know, Snoop Dogg Threatening the president of the United States, pulling a gun. Yeah, yeah. Boogaloo, like, hello. What? You can't have a, a one-sided boogaloo hunt here because uh, there is another side that's actively doing what they are saying they're scared of people on the right doing, and it's right. like, guys, dozens of people, dozens have died in these riots for social justice and and now with police being defunded dozens more people are dying in the streets i've seen so many sad videos of people getting shot in you know new york and chicago and it's like they are such liars so evil so destructive and then they do all that and then they point the finger at people like you running a business well you have weapons training right and you probably own a line, sure. Uh, and you know, yeah. you make cool gun videos. So you're, you're the real bad guy here. It, it's just, it's, it's crazy talk. It's propaganda.
0: It's propaganda. I mean, they would really hate me. I mean, for the last several years, I've given guns away as, as bonuses. So I did a custom, yeah. I did kind? a custom, I did a custom Noveski rifle with, uh, it was all AR with a hand grinder and coffee and a coin, and a bunch of other stuff. I gave those away as bonuses to employees before that I was giving away custom Glocks that are engraved with like Glock 43s for custom carries at any point in time you got so many guns and so many dogs in this building that you know this is one of the safest you know companies I think in Salt Lake but you know meanwhile you got companies like you know, these other coffee companies that are on the race to the bottom of the wokeness, right? They're all trying to outwoke each other with their bullshit. You got companies that, uh, one of the companies that we know of, a couple of them actually, during this, they they fired one of their Ethiopian coffee importers. The guy is like so well known for the best Ethiopian coffees and quite possibly the industry. And he's an African from Ethiopia that immigrated to the United States. He built a very successful business and he came out saying a lot of pro-american things on social media. Guess what all the woke coffee companies did? Canceled their coffee contracts from him. And, you know, we reached out to him instantly. We're like, Hey, listen, bro, I'll double down. (laughs) Like I'll double down. Like, I love what you got going on. I'm going to double down. So don't what I don't know if I can make up for all their contracts, but shit, I'm going to try. So, you know, we're, we're doing a story on that guy, but it's just like, here's a black American that immigrated from Ethiopia saying that he loves the country and he loves all the opportunities that the country has afforded him. He's built a very successful business and you have white coffee company owners like La Colombe or La Colombe that are canceling contracts because this guy loves America. I'm like, if, if you don't love America, I would really fucking appreciate it if you would just get the fuck out. <laughs> just, out. just get, get them the out. fuck out, man. Go home to mommy. Yeah. Like if you think it's going to be better in Canada, man, I, I would highly just recommend you roll out. Like take your yeah. business and go somewhere else. You want else. communism? Go to China. Yeah. Got plenty of it for you over there. Yeah. The NBA should actually pick up and move to china because evidently they 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 answer to china the chinese government they, and they would never dare
1: no. to kneel during the chinese national anthem never, never dare never. never dare by the way this is my favorite shirt
0: i know i see you wear it everywhere i love it
1: i <laughs> have awesome. two of them because it gets dirty you gotta put in the money i want to see uh i want i want to test your gun knowledge. You talk about giving gifts to uh, your employees. I just got one the other day. You got to see this thing. All right. So I bet you'll know who this is, but I got to show them a little love, but this is my absolute favorite new toy.
0: Oh man. Um, man i hate to i would hate to say it is it uh fuck I, I don't know i don't know who it is who is it who makes it f1 f1 where are they out of florida i actually don't know no hmm. i talked with one of my
1: green beret buddies He said that yeah. uh you guys will use their oh yeah uh what's it called muzzle brake yeah that's a brake yeah yeah that that's something that you'll kind of use in the uh, in the that's service. Beautiful. But That's badass.
0: That's this awesome. is That's so pretty. Epic. You'll, be,
1: you'll be seeing this soon as, as Joe Biden starts to demonize AR 15s. Oh, I got him banned for 10 years when I was a senator, and I'll do it again. Yeah, let's see what happens, Joe.
0: Right. It, you know, and while you were working for the credit card companies and Big Pharma and everybody else, you know, like, wow, such, it, a such a joke. Such a joke. I. I look at this stuff and it it blows me away that in a country of 300 plus million people with all of the, the wonderful and diverse population that we have, because I really truly to my core believe this, this country. And when I say it, it's, it's the, it is the best country in the world. And I've been to a few of these around or in, in my adult life. And but Joe Biden is the best that the DNC's got. This is like he won't come out of his basement. He's a a, a a babbling idiot. And I'm I'm so embarrassed for the party that, and they could probably say the same thing about Trump, right? They're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed for the party, but I'm like, bro. That guy is a fucking moron. Like he was a laughing stock even within the administration, the Obama administration. When he was you there,
1: laughing stock,
0: oh. pre-dementia. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: pre-dementia. He was like a, he's like a gaff machine. But
1: it, it's it's almost like I don't know if it's sad or pathetic or evil, but to put this guy, I I. Take away his political status. Could he get hired to work at McDonald's? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he could actually do any job there. And, uh, you know, day to day, Monday through Friday. Um, This guy is an absolute mess. Uh, I have to think there's some nefarious reason why they're propping him up. I think it's one of two things. One, He's a controlled puppet, right? and he'll just do what his base wants him to do, and his base is absolutely just radical left communist, defund the police, Green New Deal, AOC. Ilhan Omar comes from Somalia and bashes our country, gets elected to Congress after being a Somalian refugee, and says America is racist and oppressive, and there's no room for opportunity. Are you kidding me? AOC, bartender? one of the dumbest women I've ever seen <laughs> on TV, uh, literally went from making margaritas to controlling, you know, national economic policy. Uh, America's racist and oppressive. Come on. Like, you guys can't, you can't be the ones that say that. You are exactly the living proof of the American dream. I almost think we need a little less of the American dream so that type of stuff can't happen. But, uh, that That's the beauty of this country, is that even idiots and hateful communists can, can rise up and, you know, get elected. So, um, Joe Biden, oh, the second reason is I think they might be switching him out. This is a yeah. theory I've heard. Now he's not going to the convention. Right. He's not going to his own convention because of coronavirus. Huh. huh.
0: So, so where, okay, if they're going to switch him out, how would that happen and who would it be?
1: I don't know what right? they're thinking. Um, I've heard Kamala. I've heard Michelle Obama. This right. is all like some crazy, you know, last ditch effort master plan that I don't, I don't fully know what's going on in their heads. But, um, you know, he also told us, what's the date today? The 6th? He said, I yeah. would announce my vice president first week of August. You got one more day, buddy. Yeah. So who's what it going to do- be?
0: And I, I, I think it's... I, th- I thought it was strange that he came out and said, uh, I'm going to announce and it will be a female. And and I'm... A black female. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're not... So. You're only looking at race and gender last time I checked when you're applying for positions. Shouldn't you be looking at the most qualified applicant right? It's not just about whether or not you have the appropriate sex organ and the appropriate skin color because that's absolute discrimination. and when we look at that, I'm like, man, is that is you're 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 really putting yourself into a corner with that selection. It seems a little bit odd. Now, I get that, that exactly what that was because he's trying to galvanize a certain section of the voting base and blah blah blah. I mean, but it's just so fucking ridiculous. It's like I mean, it's
1: racist. It's it racist. Is. You're prioritizing one race above all others and that's racism by definition. What about Native American women, right? What about are they Asian not qualify? Women? Are they not them? good enough for you? Right. Um, I don't think they are. You know, Hispanic women, not good enough.
0: Not good enough.
1: Not good enough for Joe. Yeah. So uh, you know, they they fight rais- racism by using racism, which just makes them confused racists. It, it's 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 absurd. Um, but it go, it goes. You know, this is the history of their party. If you're really you know paying attention, you know that uh, the person that started the KKK was a Democrat. Right. And they were invited to the DNC convention. Jim Crow laws, all Democrat. Um, People that fought against Civil Rights Act, Democrat. I mean, it's Republicans. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Freed The slaves. Um, You know, so so the history of the party, all these statues they're tearing down, I'm like, you know, oh, they're these you know civil war confound like they're all democrats you guys are just tearing down your own statues so the way that they have evolved it's not like they suddenly got not racist right they camouflaged it better right. their race defund the police is just <laughs> racism <laughs> that's just one of the worst forms of racism uh planned parenthood more black babies are aborted in New York City every year than born.
0: Well, of course. How is that
1: not racist that you're pushing that? Right. So it is It is a very evil game Democrats are playing. You know, Joe Biden, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Uh, and then today he said, uh, you know, black people generally think this, but Hispanics, they're a lot more diverse
0: so Joe said that.
1: Literally said that today. It's viral everywhere. He's he's like, there's so much idiot. more diversity with the Hispanics. I'm like, wow. He's so, such an how, idiot. How is this guy?
0: <laughs> he's not He's not only a gaffe machine, but I mean, and then that's a big reason why, of course, he doesn't want to debate. He doesn't want to debate. And uh, I think the biggest reason he doesn't want to debate is I don't think that he can put together a coherent and spirited actual debate. I really don't. I think that he'll get fucking dump trucked and he'll be exposed for essentially being a fraud because if he thinks that going through the primaries against his own par- against his own party was bad, oh fuck. Like look out man. Like it's it's not even going to be comparable to the to the type of just absolute menagerie of fucking verbal violence that would be committed and he won't be able he won't be able to stand in that ring he can't i, yeah, I he can't be a
1: 10 point swing yeah uh whatever the polls are at the day before doesn't a matter swing it'll be a gas machine trump trump smoked hillary yeah and you know say what you will about her relatively smart lady
0: no she's a she's socio she's a sociopath i would imagine and 100% she's a very intelligent sociopath that didn't get into a position of power because she was a fucking idiot right i think she was one of probably the smartest people in the room a lot in- and i'm not saying that even to her credibility because i think she looks at people like ind- individual and thinks of people the same way that we think of the individual grains of sand in the sidewalk that we're walking on, they mean fucking less than nothing. They are nothing to her. They are a means in order for her to get to where she needs to go. That's exactly what I think of that woman. Like I have zero fucking love for that. woman. Yeah. And,
1: like, like who stays with a husband that we now find out flew on Epstein's jet two dozen times. And now we got testimony, young girl. I mean, who stays with that person unless you're a sociopath, power hungry? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and that just and that just exemplifies exactly what's wrong with the the media. That a former president of the United States was not only a close and personal friend with Epstein flew on his jet multiple times. Like you said, two dozen plus times was close and personal friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. And then has eyewitness testimony, testimony, putting him on the fucking Island that's known as pedo Island. And how much coverage did that get? Fucking zero. You know what
1: did get coverage? Social media, right? You know what? Facebook just banned the hashtag Save the Children. What? Literally. Hashtag Save the Children was at least temporarily banned. I think it's still fully banned because posts under that hashtag violated community guidelines. Save the Children. <sighs> you know, we our, our earlier conversation, why are they doing this to stop, you know, Trump, the pandemic? Yeah. economy uh i'm gonna go ahead and add that there's a lot of uh child sex trafficking that is being exposed that is connected to a lot of very senior people inside and outside our government that they don't want taken down this is their last ditch effort you know trump i will say to his credit has been cleaning out the fbi the doj The ones that, you know, spied on him, by the way, still haven't uh, had that addressed hopefully soon. He's got a lot of judges appointed, and I think they know that when he is reelected, the hammer is going to really start to come down because he set up all these dominoes. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they start coming down even more before the election, but- a lot, a lot of big names on that list. And he's been talking about Bill Clinton at Epstein Island since like 2015, publicly, yeah, publicly. on camera. You know, so he's he's out for him. He's he, Trump is a very aggressive counterpuncher. Um, yeah. And I think he's going to have the last laugh.
0: Well, and it's interesting for me because I think about this, uh, you know, quite a bit. I mean, politics is a hobby of mine. It's not really anything that I I would say that I'm I'm well read in, but, uh, you know, you think about some of the things that Alex Jones was talking about a few years ago, and I typically... Don't elevate Alex outside of like. I think he's really entertaining. I think that a lot of his what he's talking about is fucking super out there, and I can't. I just can't get on it. But man, when he was talking about this stuff several years ago, everybody called him a fucking kook and a crazy, and you know, there's no way, and blah blah blah. It's like no, you you just have to kind of look into this a little bit, and just read a little bit on Pizzagate. And I'm not saying that's an official uh, stream of, of coherent information, but there are some very significant and powerful people that have been rolled up for diddling kids. So it's not a stretch to think that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that there's a lot of these people that from my perspective, I was talking about this at an earlier show, which is honeypotting is a real thing. And in in the intelligence community, when you're being honeypotted, it's typically going to be for, uh, to get some type of information against you for infidelity. Back in the day, infidelity was the thing. So a foreign intelligence agency could use you as a pawn and essentially blackmail you for not only information, but also co-opt you for your individual uh, power, right? And... But infidelity in marriage is not seen as a really bad thing anymore. So I look at this and I think Epstein could have been a a puppet for a large-scale international and domestic uh, pedo honeypot operation that was built in order to collect, manipulate individual, uh, either corporate executives or individuals that had very powerful and influential positions within government. And I I don't think that that's a stretch for me to even say that. Why would your fucking house be wired for video and sound everywhere? Why would you have so many different people that are connected? So many where where did your money come from? And I'm looking at this saying it's going to take a decade plus of forensic auditing from a very specialized section of the FBI to even try to unravel all of this and oh by the way if you can do it in time before all these fucking people are off by the way nobody nobody talked about the the judge's family getting fucking smoked by the the guy that was dressed up as a FedEx guy right where was that on the news why is the Deutsche Bank guy that hung himself the same morning why is that on the not on the news where is this information where is journalism in America where is it
1: it's it's hiding because <laughs> because they're either working for these people or they don't want to be fedexed you know right. uh, and it's it i hate to that that company's even being demonized because fedex is a great company and you know the owner of fred's great guy great guy um but uh yeah oh i can't tell you i mean we get Amazon, Uber Eats at my place. And, you know, I post some incendiary stuff. I don't think I'm necessarily yeah. high on the list of wax, but uh, I, I don't think it's impossible I'm not on one somewhere. And, you know, anytime someone comes to the door now, I'm like, I'm going to turn, like, leave the package and go, buddy. Like, uh, you know, uh, sorry.
0: We're, I got to ask you about this, uh, the Nadler the nadler video that you did a while back nadler around. yeah nadler so, nadler, nadler yeah. so
1: so going back to the the doctor stuff it was myself and a few other people right we right. had been in touch with the doctors they invited us to go film them. it was literally like five of us filming them that was it, right um as part and that was a two-day trip and we we're going to kind of scout out the area like areas to shoot and whatever just kind of give advice and so we you know flew into dc and we're taking a we you know checked into our hotel we're taking an uber dc is a ghost town right now i don't know if you've been there recently but um. everyone's walking around mass there's barely anyone walking around and so we're taking the uber and we're driving by congress and literally one person on this whole i think it was constitution avenue or whatever one person sitting outside it was nadler and like his like little staffer friend and we're we're driving by wow. and Fleckus goes wait was that jerry nadler i go i go yeah i think it was and then we tell our Uber driver like hey can you just pull over real quick i think we gotta you know right. it's game time for some we gotta yeah, figure out something time. to do with this guy yeah <laughs> so we get out of the car it's me my uh Fleckus and uh her name is uh midge she runs a account called fog city midge great account and we're like, all right, we got to do something. And I'm like, all right, well, I didn't see him with a mask. I hate masks, so I want to hit him on the mask thing. If we can just right. get a group picture of him not yeah. wearing a mask, and like, boom, that's all I want. And Fleckus is like, I want to get him for or, or just ask him about Antifa violence, right? right. Like, this was kind of when it was peaking, and the officers or you know, pulling people in vans. Love that, by the way. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love that. Um, so let's just you know get his opinion, see what he says. So we go over there and uh, and then we walk, you know, and then we walk past the and then stop and we pretended we're like, what is that? Jerry Nadler? Wow, <laughs> we just got to DC and we see a real celebrity, like total just country bumpkin, oh, yeah. naive. Fuck yeah, and he's like. And we're like, Can we get a picture, and he's like, yeah, of course, you know. And I'm not wearing like a shirt like this; I'm wearing You're a discreet out. shirt. Um, granted, I don't think I look like a typical liberal, but maybe. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, get in the picture. And so we're getting in the picture, and I see him, and he doesn't like, you know, oh, well, let me put on my mask for the pi-. He doesn't. And I'm like, yes, boom, we got him. Get the picture, bam. And then Fleckus is like, oh, I'd love to get just one me and you. And he's like, right. yeah, sure. And so our friend holds the camera to take a picture, but she's actually videoing. Right. And so he's like, and then my buddy's like, oh, so what do you think about the violence going on in New York City? And he kind of gets in a conversation. And he's like, what about Antifa violence in you know Portland? And at that point, his younger His handler, yeah started kind of like nudging him like hey hey this hey. is this is a hit job you're getting yeah. smoked right now buddy like you have no idea he's like wow well, that's a myth in dc da 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 and then his piece of shit uber pulls up some you know prius the humpty dumpty mobile and he waddles over there i don't know how he functions as a human. i don't either it's anatomically impossible right for a human to look like that i don't yeah. even get it it's like it's like a circle on two stilts hidden in his pants And, yeah, calls it a myth. And, you know, we're just very polite. Oh, Mr. Nadler, there's a lot of of violence. That went viral. We posted it 10 minutes later. It went viral. Four million views in an hour. They were talking, you know, President Trump's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. It was on Tucker Carlson even two nights ago. They're still talking about it. And, like, you know, from the heavens, uh, uh, Attorney General Barr had a hearing like the next day. Oh, yeah. And Nadler is the guy that's supposed to grill him on the yep. use of federal troops. Yep. Troops. Agents in Portland to quell these this, this leftist insurrection. And so you got a guy up there that yesterday just went viral saying Antifa is a myth. Right. His credibility shot. Yeah. Shot. We have, so, you know, there's so much footage. Everyone sees it. And he's, you know, trying to grow grow bark. So the fact that he was the only person we saw on that street and that he said such a stupid thing, we're like, this is divine intervention. I mean, I whatever. Like, I think <laughs> God wanted this to happen because there's no other reason. And then the next day, hydroxychloroquine, 18 million views, or, I said the naughty word, uh, 18 yeah. million views, you know, in, in six, eight hours. So that was honestly probably the best Two days we've had in terms of uh, absolutely just manhandling the political narrative for a couple oh, of days, yeah. um, and just with a cell phone. So, kind of just goes to show you, you know, to the people watching. If you think you can't do anything, you absolutely right. can. If yeah. you troll these people politely and um, intelligently, and especially if someone like me sees that video or someone else with a platform. Boom, we will absolutely accelerate that, get that going viral. That stuff is viral all day. The guy that confronted Joe Biden up in oh, yeah. uh about the ar 15 some right. worker. And Joe Biden's like, I don't work for you. He's like, Oh, actually you do, sir. Right. And you should not be coming after our AR-15s. Viral. The guy was a hero. NRA put him up on everything, you know. So anyone can do this stuff. Anyone right. can do this stuff.
0: And I hope you do. Well, I think that's that's a that's the premise of this, like which is I, I, I think people should always be in fear of capitulating more of their individual freedom, rights, or liberty to a bunch of fucking half wits that typically have uh uh their own, if not, you know, ego driven agenda or they're being manipulated directly by somebody else for their agenda. Right. So when I when I talk about these things, it's like, yeah, less government is a good thing, right? In a, in a way that I think is the government should intercede when people are being hurt by other people, right? And when we say physical violence is, I don't think it's ever a, a direct and primary uh, course of action. And... You know, it's the whole thing, like our right to protest, our right to free speech. Like these are things like we can press mute, you can change the channel, you know, you can turn on Netflix, whatever the fuck it is. You can just not use Facebook. But if we don't at least take a proactive stance on protecting our individual rights and we have to not only protect those, we have to covet those. And we can't capitulate or give ground to anyone, either party that wishes to, to encroach on those things, either party. And that's where I'm like, I'm always very skeptical of any individual politician that thinks it's right to take, right? <laughs> take. That, that, that whole thing of like, I'm going to take or I'm going to, you know, supersede authority. Like, well, those are dangerous things, man. And when we talk, you know, our individual conversations... About you know whether it's the environment because I I, I look at the environment and and you know and this is where I sometimes disagree with conservatives because I agree with public lands and you know the some of the things that the EPA actually does for what you know we as a collective whole and community I I, I agree with these things right and so we've had this long and complex conversation about individual and public lands and how uh, you know. Uh, for instance, would be, you know, I'm one of the only companies or coffee roasters in Salt Lake that's putting in an after roaster to burn off all my excess smoke because we live in a valley, right? So there's ethical right. And, you know, sometimes the government does some pretty good things and protective measures for us. Now... The post nine eleven fucking data land grab that the government had as far as our individual rights and their ability to fucking look into what we're doing on our computers and cell phones, that was never given back by Obama, right? It was never given back. So when we forfeit those, they're fucking typically gone forever, right? They're gone. And
1: yeah, I, I, I think um if there you know, there's one piece of advice that I would give that kind of uh you know attaches on to that is we have to get more upset yeah uh in public ways right? because a lot of the people that are taking our rights are just nerds right and they're control freaks and they're losers like dr fauci throwing a baseball I cannot respect any man <laughs> that throws a ball like that. I don't care how old you are. There's, there's videos of Trump throwing a ball. He's whizzing it in there, right? You know, hitting the glove. Uh, and you got Fauci who threw it halfway between home plate and first base. Are you <laughs> yeah. out of your mind? I can't. I don't care how many degrees you got. I'm not going to respect you as a as a human being. <laughs> frankly, uh, so we got to stop being intimidated by these people, uh, Yeah, a. and B, you have the ability, every single one of you watching has the ability to transform this country instantly, and that is going to political events, going to rallies, and standing up for what you believe in in a respectful, intelligent way. Prepare your thoughts, prepare what you're going to say, get it on camera. And it is it is a digital insurgency of sorts. Right. You know, General Flynn, who you talked about, calls us digital soldiers, and I right. do not like to use that term because I reserve that term for the actual soldiers. But he's making a point that mm-hmm. the internet is our asymmetrical information warfare zone, right. how do we circumvent, how do we get around social media censorship, fake news, narratives? We confront these people. Right. We confront these tyrants, and we respectfully, and sometimes not respectfully, depending on the person or the situation, uh, you know, address where they have overreached, where they've overstepped their bounds. And we put it on the internet, and we let the internet do the rest. And that stuff has seismic uh, effects on the trajectory of this country. Let the Jerry Nadler situation uh, be proof of that. That interaction Mm -hmm. took a minute and a half total. right? And it uh, directly affected almost an entire week's worth of news in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Antifa violence, Tucker Carlson... The attorney general bar hearings, minute and a half of me right. driving by in an Uber. Us driving by in an Uber, taking effort. Right. So let that be the example of what yeah. anyone can do.
0: Anyone. Well, one of the things that we're doing here recently is we 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 identified and I sent the story to you uh, about a former force recon marine that got uh, he's he was arrested up in Wyoming and he's been serving time for murder and uh you know, we did a very i think a very comprehensive story on it on coffee or die um i think the guy is, has been unjustly sentenced to a very long sentence uh 50 he's looking at 50 years after he's already served 5 uh the the circumstances around it if you go and read the story of coffee or die just please go out and read it. Uh did you have a chance to take a look at that? Did you read that?
1: Oh yeah. I read it, I read it top to bottom.
0: And <clears throat> I, I'd I'd be interested to kind of hear, you know, your take from you know your your previous background as far as you know what your interpretation of those events. Like what what's happening in the justice system where uh because this seems to me like there's at least enough evidence that can you change the course uh, course of action in this? Like how, how do people look at the justice system like this and say, I don't know, I, I don't know how to change this, right? I, I don't know even how to like bring this to light and even what's beneficial to a person in his situation.
1: Well, I think one of the things that everyone can do is contribute to his legal fund yeah um because i think it's a good lawyer that is gonna get him out of this um i think there was a little bit of the the lawyer that he used was very uh good but Mm -hmm. he was not from wyoming right and people relationships are extremely important. You know, the court systems in general are extremely important in terms of like give and take. Right. Um, and when you got Wyoming people, you know, looking at a kind of fancy, even though there's a military lawyer, I believe, yeah. kind of fancy you know, former southern, military guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- southern California uh, attorney. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Wyoming like going back in time in in a lot of areas Um, so and i thought that the lawyer that you know practicing law is kind of like practicing medicine there's not necessarily one way that was one of the most frustrating parts of law school is that there's no one answer right it's how best can you argue something that can kind of go both ways right so um there were some strategic decisions that I didn't necessarily agree with. Right. Um, And a lot of it came down to the, you know, it's not necessarily what you say. It's also what you don't say. A lot of it came down to the jury instructions and it came down to, you know, with, with, with for second degree murder. So do I think if he had only been hit with manslaughter, I don't think this causes a huge stir. Right. Second degree murder is, is, uh, is, is not right. I I, I think that's an injustice, especially with the penalties it brings and the very definition. So, oh, and you had a jury foreman that had the connections with the prosecutor. Right. And the jury foreman is a defense attorney. Right. So kind of going back to, you know, your strategic lawyer decisions. Why would you ever let a defense attorney be your jury foreman?
0: I, I didn't understand that. That's why I was going to ask you. I'm like, why would that guy make that decision? That doesn't make sense to me. Was that just a bad decision?
1: I went to law school and, you know, no offense, defense, people that wanted to be defense attorneys were the people I disliked the most. Mm. And it's not that they were bad people per se, but their values, their what? Honestly, I just didn't like them. There's just a you know, Hillary Clinton like laughs about getting that child rapist off when she was in the 70s. That's like yeah. defense attorneys like like that they get they 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 they're almost like almost like narcissistic in a way that they got the bad guy off because the cop they're anti-cop a lot of the times, they're anti-system, they're anti and it's like no, but you're actually just getting really, really bad people off or You'll take blood money, right? Because that's where you make the money in criminal law. Is the, you know OJ defense? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So yep. anyway, so that defense attorney being on the jury uh, was was awful. Is it was, you know? And there's a personal connection. Yeah, but it came down, in my opinion, to the jury instruction, and they said that for it to qualify as second degree manslaughter, they had to be uh, reckless in their use of force uh you know you know that that would cause like substantial bodily harm and for some reason and, and, and self defense is a defense to that right right uh for some reason that was not like soundly uh pushed on the jury so so a couple things one the bullet trajectory everyone agrees when you know kind of the guy seemed to be bent over. Right. Right. So how is that reckless? That guy was clearly either reaching in the vehicle, potentially for his gun. Right. Or was trying to breach the window at the time. Right. It's a little undecided whether the bullet broke the glass or the guy broke the glass, both of which, and, and the marine. I think he's about what five six, five seven.
0: Yeah,
1: and the guy he shots like six three, two twenty. Yeah, with like a chin strap. Mm-hmm. That alone, two in the morning, yeah. drunk. How is that reckless? There's no. It's Wyoming. You're not shooting into a neighborhood. Right. You're shooting at someone bent over at your window. Your car is like a home. Yeah. Someone's breaking into your car. Unprompted, the guy was. There's no dispute as to whether you know they were fighting in the parking lot and they ran his car. There's nothing. He was in his car right. by himself. He was sleeping. Yeah, and I was probably trying to break into the wrong. The guy, if I if I had to guess, because I was a little confused, like why would he try and yeah you know, break into the car? And yeah, I guess it was because he thought that was his ride. Right? right. They are both they're both probably you know messed up at that point. Right. Um, but like he probably thought. And he has a huge record, like tons of huge. burglaries and all that stuff. I thought someone was trying to drunkenly take his brother's car. Yeah. That's yeah. my best guess. Yeah. If I'm a chin strap guy with 19 felonies yeah. dropped or whatever, you know, and I'm drunk and I see a car covered and stuff. So, hey, get out of my car. That's yeah. my brother's car. Right. Screw you. Six, three to break a window. Not going to take that much, you know? Yeah. So. The guy is clearly shooting in some self-defense. And if it's entirely possible he was
0: reaching for his gun. Where was the gun? I don't actually remember reading where it was. It was uh well when the cops found it, it was in the passenger seat. But it was on the seat, right? But like at the time of the struggle,
1: where was the gun? Did the guy see it? He probably had it in his hand, probably saw it, you know. So he's reaching He's either trying to break through the window or he's already through the window. Right. And worst case scenario, he's reaching for the gun. All right. three of those scenarios, in my opinion, this just happened in Austin, Texas. Yeah. The guy that shot the kid with the AK. Yeah. Through the window. Right. You know, pointed at him. Now, this guy in Wyoming didn't necessarily have a gun. Right. But again, 5'6", versus 6'3". I don't care if you're a Marine or Green Beret. Like, that's, that's a pretty big disadvantage right off the bat. Um, and then, so, so self-defense, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, the best move that he drove away after, but right. again, woke up from, and he's got trauma. Yeah. Uh, oh, and what was the other thing? Oh, he's a combat veteran. He should yeah. have known that. XYZ. Known. I'm like, no, that's actually like the opposite. The fact that he's a combat veteran almost certainly has triggers that you cannot understand that when someone is putting your life in danger and coming in your vehicle, like that prop based on my, you know, my brother fought in Iraq and that was stuff, you know, other people I know, uh, you know, one of my friends had, uh, his daughter had balloons for the birthday. He's like, all right, now we were driving the car and he's done, you know, 15 tours. He was a, right. He's like, now don't pop balloons near daddy. You know, like <laughs> it, It's not, oh, you're a combat veteran, so you're hardened to all of life. It it has effects that are very complex. And to discount that, like that lawyer, especially the military lawyer, should have explained, no, no, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. If you're banging on a window at two in the morning, after you just woke him up, after he's been... You know, in taking, suite. you know, drink and do whatever we all do yeah. any weekend. Right. Um, yeah, and honestly, if someone's breaking in your damn car, six three dude clearly messed up, that's a damn good reason to shoot someone. I'm not you know, depending on the circumstances. So at the very worst, manslaughter, um, second degree decades and absolutely not neither of them probably even fully remember what happened that night and, right. and to his credit he he said once he once the cop pulled him over uh, I have glass all over me because he broke the yeah so he clearly wasn't that messed up like for someone yeah. to say that I mean that's a very good argument and there's a lot of you know data uh, when you shoot it has big shards. Right when you break, it has the little pieces, and there was a lot of little pieces. Mm-hmm. So evidence is in his favor that the guy broke through the window. The guy has 19 burglaries, which I know wasn't allowed before. I I, I think it's a I think it's an absolute travesty of of, of justice, and um, you know what specific things we can do at this point. I would need to personally do more research, Mm -hmm. but I am glad that's getting public attention because that typically, you know, I'm really hoping there's, you know, the Innocence Project, right? They have these lawyers that will take on these cases and, you know, appeal. And I I, I think there's absolutely opportunity, especially when it comes to the jury instruction. Right. A lot of appeals are not, uh, you cannot argue the facts, but you can argue the procedures were Mm -hmm. incorrectly applied. And I think, uh, in terms of jury instruction, there may be some issues there. Um, on appeal, um, it's it's crazy to me that they thought that was reckless uh, for him to shoot a guy that was clear, and the bullet evidence shows it was you know he's bent over, so well, that's, was, that's my general opinion.
0: I was talking about this yesterday with uh, Mike mike clancy he's the he actually served with him he works here at black rifle and you know part of this i think we have to assume responsibility as a society which is you know you've got guys that have been integrated back into normal life right that have spent decades now in war and a lot of these guys you know when we were when we were in iraq it was you know fallujah ramadi mosul you know basra baghdad like these cities were not it it, it wasn't a fucking day ride man it was it wasn't like you weren't engaged in combat especially if you're a marine and especially if you're a force recon marine and there's a very distinct big difference and i think we're doing ourselves a injustice as a nation not to have some type of catcher's mitt for guys in these situations because you can't teach people to kill and to take life and then encourage them to take life in these scenarios for decades and then expect them to fully integrate back into society and not have a certain percentage. These guys that are broken because their switch might be broken, right? But that's the responsibility of the country. It's the responsibility of the the country's post-healthcare system where a, a combat veteran that kills somebody, I think they have to have a different and I'm not saying there needs to be two different justice systems. I'm saying we have to come in as a veteran block and I would prefer it be in like the veter- veteran mental health side of things that starts to understand what's happening so we can catch these guys and figure out what's going on in their brains so we can fix it and make sure that it it doesn't happen again. A few years ago, I was talking to the USASOC, uh, one of the head, uh, United States Army Special Operations Command, USASOC, uh, lead psychologist. And he was telling me, because I was talking to him about a book called um, On Killing by Grossman. He was talking about you know human behaviors and psychology on you know whether or not it, 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 you could adapt to killing and how easy it was. And his theory was that people didn't want to kill people. That's his whole theory, which that's, it's been debunked, but the of sock guy and I was like, "Hey, have you read this?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I've read it." Um, he said, "But Evan, you don't quite get it." He's like, "It's not turning the switch on that we worry about; it's turning the switch off that we worry about." And it just it rung like a fucking bell in me, where I was like, "Man, you are teaching people to take." life sometimes on a daily multiple times a day basis year after year and then compound that with the loss of their friends and their their loved ones and then compound that with multiple rotations in different areas with you know a lack of sleep poor diet and all these other fucking really stressful things that we're going to put our bodies through and then you expect these guys to come back into society get out and not have any issues. And I'm like, no, man, that's not going to happen. That's an unrealistic ask for you to send men and women to war, teach them how to take human life and deal with that, and then expect them not to have a few of their switches fucking broken in the future. And then if it does break, to go fuck it, we're sending them to jail. That's like the worst possible way it's not as if they have 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 exemplified habitual criminal behavior he i don't think he has a record at at all and i've i've known a few guys that man you break like there's a guy there's there's guys i know a few of them that they you know they turn to alcohol they turn to drugs they turn to suicide well it's it to me it's not only an injustice to the legal system itself, because I really do think that the guy got fucked, but it's also, as a society, we can't expect people to go off and fight in these wars and not fully integrate them back. And that's not an excuse to kill people. I'm not trying to, to, to say this is an excuse. I'm just saying there has to be a better catcher's mitt or we won't be able to solve this problem in the future. But you can't have those two things. You can't ask people to go to war and not integrate and make sure that we don't fucking catch the issues when they come back broken.
1: And, and that's assuming they have no form of TBI. Right. And that they weren't blown up. Because, right. you know, especially with what we're seeing in the NFL with CTE, right? Yeah. We're learning a lot more. There's stuff you cannot see on an MRI, on an X-ray, nothing. It's, there's damage to your brain that, you know, over time, you know, calcifies... Or yeah. uh, and, and not to mention the brain is just extremely complex and you know I mean what are the long term effects of when you get blown up but you live yeah you know what I mean you're you know talking about this earlier with the burn pits and stuff I mean there's so much of all these you know IEDs and the, and the trauma you know my brother again he was you know fought in Iraq and he got blown up at least once in his um, it was an MRAp and he mm-hmm. said it's just like this pressure. On your whole body, your head—it feels like it squeezes you, the hardest you've ever been squeezing Then it lets go, and you're just like, "What the hell?" You know, and that and that has an effect. So, um, going back to your theory, this actually has changed my life because I'd never thought of that. And you're absolutely right. And there already is a legal framework for something like this, not for the military though. Right? It's called battered women syndrome, mm. and uh there's no correlation between battered women and um you know our military you know combat veterans but what happened in our justice system is these women were in these very abusive relationships and they would ultimately kill their husbands right and they would kill them like in their sleep or they would poison them And they would get these extremely long sentences. It's like, Oh, you psycho, you killed your own husband in in his sleep. Um, and they were like, he was, he was, he consumed my life with abuse, right? Physical, emotional, verbal, everything abuse. And it was my only escape. And, um, Ultimately, the legal system started recognizing that it's called Batter mm-hmm. Women's Syndrome. And again, it's not an excuse to kill, right? But it's a mitigating factor. Right. Right. It reduces the time served, it reduces possibly the charges, stuff like that. I think we absolutely do need to have a analogous type of mitigating factor of like combat veteran. trauma, something, mitigation, where, yeah, we as a society take these kids. Their kids, kids,
0: their brains aren't brains. even fully
1: developed. We all know. Your brain's right. not fully developed at this point until you're like 24. Right. And we take them during their most formative adult years and we turn them into the best killers on planet Earth. And then we stick them through all the stuff, you and, you know, all your... Uh, colleagues have been through years of war and stress and loss and hardship. And then they come back and they say, all right, go, you know, figure it out in, in society. And then, yeah, throwing a little alcohol, you know, we got, we got a suicide problem for a reason. Right. Um, but you know, you throw, you throw in some alcohol or, you know, weed, and uh, you wake some guy up and you're banging on his window and you're attacking him. I'm like, who in their right mind wouldn't do what he did?
0: Well, and, and I looked at it too, man. And I was like, you're, you've consumed some alcohol. So, you know, years of it, this iterative process of reacting to contact, it's a real thing. It's, you're, you become what's called in, in, in psychology terms, unconsciously competent at a form of reaction based on the scenario. So you've rehearsed these drills so many times that they become not something that you have to actually think about anymore. Your body just continues to react because what happens with what's called your OOD loop, your observe, orient, and decide, act, and in a professional football player uh, analogy is the best thing that I can put out, which is if the professional football player was trying to think about how he was placing his you know the quarterback was trying to think about how he's placing his individual fingers on the football uh, and then position his arm in order to throw at a specific angle so he could hit a wide receiver and if he had to think about all those individual aspects of what he was trying to accomplish, there's no way that he would be he would be successful zero so you have to put those things on. Auto drive. You have to put all those reactionary mechanisms on auto drive and you build it in through repetition and then you galvanize it with experience, war, right? Then you fucking galvanize that, right? And so for me, when I'm looking at the defense of this and I'm going, man, I know exactly why that guy drove off. I know exactly why he reacted the way he did because you're sleeping, boom, boom, psh does a reaction drill the best that he can, but he's trained over years of his life that this is the way I survive. I have to eliminate threat in order to survive. There's no zero question in my mind. I know what happened. Eliminate the threat, and then you break contact. You don't stay around. You don't stay around for the additional gunfight or the follow-on explosion or the additional RPG. You don't stay. I know why he drove away. You eliminate the threat, and you get off the X. That's what you do. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm like, holy shit, man, I can see exactly what happened and what was going through this guy's mind. This guy got startled and woken up out of a sleep. He eliminated the threat and he drove away. He did exactly what he was trained to do. He did exactly what he not only was trained to do, but experience that is so embedded into his individual biology and the way that his fucking brain is wired that's the only way his body knows how to survive. He was on auto drive. He was on auto drive. I'm mean, going. He's going to get 50 years. Possibly, he's going to get 50 years for an auto drive mechanism that was that was put in there by the United States government by us. We put that shit in there to teach him how to survive and kill appropriately. We put it in there. It's our responsibility. It's our collective responsibility to make sure like hey man this auto drive shit can't we we can't press the button on this auto drive cuz it's going to fucking backfire and we might kill sp- you got very capable and dangerous people that are roaming around living fucking normal lives and dealing with you know day to day and they're adjusting but there's always going to be this the statistics of there are going to be a certain percentage of these guys that find themselves in these situations where it it just goes wrong. And to me, it's a, it's a failure, I think, not only of the court system, but it's a failure as a society even recognize that this is fucking wrong. We did this. We taught this guy how to survive. He came home. He used this training in a survival situation, and then he was punished.
1: Oh, it's absurd. Because again, if we take his story for truth, the guy was reaching in there to grab a gun Correct. and based on the history, you know court has to follow certain rules people don't and I can look at that guy's history I can look at just how he looks and everything and I'm like yeah i I know that type of guy, yeah, I've interacted with him, and they don't play by the rules usually, right clearly he's demonstrated that right so um you know and it's unfortunate someone lost their life, but if <laughs> If I'm in a deep red state and I'm banging on someone's window, especially a guy, and he probably had prior knowledge that guy was in the service. Probably. Because they yeah. smoked weed earlier that night. Yeah. They hung out. Where are you from? Oh, I'm a Marine. You know, like probably came up. Uh, you know, so so he had some prior knowledge. And it, it's, you're right. I mean, I, I could see uh, a, a very minor sentence, but... This is something that uh, I talked with JT Mm -hmm. and now I've talked with you and I've, you know, done my research on it. And it's something that I will 100% support, um, you know, in a public way that there needs to be a second opinion of sorts on this uh, and that this guy deserves at least a a better lawyer and and a, a strong appeal. Before he, cause it just 50 years for right. what is largely a self-defense scenario. It's 50 years. People get off in 25 years for first degree murder. Right. Yeah. They wait outside for someone they did a bad business deal with and they pop them. They get like they 25 get, plus years. This yeah. guy sleeping in his car wakes up. He wasn't doing anything to anybody. No. And then pop, you know, so 50 years is absurd. It's absurd.
0: 50 years. I And we were talking about it the other day. We we're saying, you know, 50 years, man. And, you know, that's a life sentence. It's a life sentence. The guy's, you know, 30 plus, you know, he's 36 or something like that. Like he's, he's going to die in prison because, you know, and this other guy that was obviously, in my mind, obviously at fault. I don't think he was checking on him, right? Like, oh, he's all of a sudden a good Samaritan. Okay, yeah. After a life, after a life of just being a piece of shit, he's all of a sudden a fucking good Samaritan. Yeah, yeah. he's an angel boy. Yeah, he's an angel. And so, if, if you guys haven't read the story, it's on die dot com. I'll post a link to it in in this podcast, and uh, you know, go over and and the thing of it is, what we're doing and what I've committed to is we're paying travel expenses for former Marines to go up to Wyoming to make sure that we show up in and make a good standing for not only the veteran community, but at least go to bat for, you know, one of our brothers that I think has been unjustly uh, sentenced. And I, I think, you know, if, if, you're interested in supporting, there's a GoFundMe page. There's also a bunch of other pages where you can look through the evidence yourself, third party, um uh, forensics were done. Like this, this is for me, it's not necessarily, I'm not an attorney. I don't have access to every document, but uh, I really do look at this. And I think this guy got fucked and I think we owe it to him as a nation to at least go back and, you know, give it another look and, he's got to to get a second chance on this one because I don't know how many times, like I I was telling my buddy, I was like, you know, if I stop at a rest stop or something like that and then I'm traveling, I put my gun in my lap because I don't know what kind of fucking weirdos are going to be at rest stops. I don't know what, you know, what kind of weird shit that I'm going to encounter. And, you know, it hits pretty close to home because... I could see myself in that situation, you know, like it's not necessarily arguing with my dad or something like that. Cause I get along with him great, but, uh, I can see myself in that situation reacting. And I think there's so many guys like us that can see ourselves in this situation where we react and it's just not, uh, it just didn't tip in, in, in his favor anywhere near. I think it's so one-sided, um, so please check out the story check out the pages um and then what else what else do you want to talk about man you want to talk about anything else or uh plug anything what do you got going on
1: that's it i mean i'm you know uh people want to check me out dc drano dc underscore drano on literally any platform you'll find me instagram twitter are my go-to's uh you know it's it's Not for the faint of heart. You're gonna get. There's gonna be things you disagree with. uh I hope to at least make you think. And you know, I don't block liberals if they follow me at all, because if you're following me, that means it's having some effect on you. Right. You cannot. You cannot deny it. And I've had so many people that said, "Hey, I used to be a Democrat. I used to be a liberal. Now you've made me, you know, want to be a Trump supporter." So uh, I'm not saying that's common, but it does happen. So. Yeah, come come check it out, and hopefully, um, you know, I can give you some information that will better educate you to, uh, you know, debate these important topics for our country. I, I think it's it's extremely important that we stand up at this time. So, um, other than that, uh, nothing much. Just hope you you know step up this next. Two or three months to help save America because we have very violent, chaotic socialism banging at the door and it wants in. So we gotta stand up.
0: Well, I can't agree more. I think uh, you know, socialism is not only, you know, at our doorstep, I think it's 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 made its way in the fucking house here. And yeah, you know I'd have to agree with that. I I really highly encourage people to go through and, and understand the platforms look at you know where our politicians stand, whether they're vote whether what are they voting on i've got an app on my phone that pings me every time legislation's passed, and i try to I try to at least read through what's what's being passed, who's voting on what you know i've had Dan Crenshaw on the show a lot like you know I love freedom and i don't uh, i you know for me i don't discriminate if you 're a freedom loving democrat you're probably on my fucking side. You know, if you're a winged up progressive socialist, buddy, uh uh I I can say you can you can feel safe tonight, but hopefully, uh hopefully in the future we can kind of galvanize our group and really activate a voting base to to really beat this stuff back to where it belongs. It belongs in I don't think it I don't think it belongs anywhere in this fucking world. I've never seen it work. I think it's it's a it's it's a travesty to see what's happening to america and this ideology and why it's catching fire i i'm blown away by it but uh go out follow dc drano check him out argue with him if you want but uh it's a good it's a good page it's super fun and, and engaging so thanks rogan i appreciate it buddy
1: thank you evan great talk with y'all thank
0: you, man.